Have you noticed anything different about me, Justin, over the past week or so? At all? He mm-hmm. hasn't. Wow, he hasn't. Haircut, hair dye, hair, hair. Well, I'm, well I did hair. get a haircut two two weeks ago. But okay, yeah. Uh, it's not what I'm referring to. When when you've been texting me, have you oh, like, no, noticed shit, anything? Yes. I, yeah, remember I commented on this shit? I'm mad at you. Oh, you did. You I'm did. Angry. We talked about this. Like I, I, like you sent me something today, and you, and you, I forget if you reacted to it, and it came back green, and I was furious for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've made a little, and you know, I forgot that I told you about this when we did our little countdown clap sync. I used my iPhone, so you wouldn't. Oh, you just did that just not it. to like frustrate I did. me. That, that, not to that's frustrate a, you to like keep you on to keep you guessing. It, um, it like in fact, if like the good thing about that is is the next time you do it, I'm not going to know when to clap right because Android users clap on di- their one is different than an, an iPhone user's one, so it's oh, very true, yeah. it's very complicated. The yeah. it's like metric to um, the scientific or. Uh, <laughs> Sci- Wait, what do we use? We, Isn't uh, it scientific? Uh, American. Mer- American. <laughs> American. Metric versus. Oh boy. Yeah, metric. Imperial. Ooh. Why the wait fuck a would second. we name our standard? Imperial. Can we just call it standard? Metric versus English. Metric versus the imperial system. <laughs> Uh, I think I think we should lean away from being having anything be called the imperial system or like I think that word should be maybe removed not removed but like we shouldn't use that to describe what we're up to it's probably why we forgot it because we said that is such a problematic (laughs) term I just don't want to call anything (laughs) We, we can't do it anymore the imperial system that sucks but yes the rumors are true I've I've made a a switch to to an android device uh, I'll say this for work wasn't necessarily by choice. I mean, it was choice. I got this device from work and uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying it out. I'm trying the Android ecosystem and I bring it up because to be honest, it's a little bit like. Sw- like like going from like the PS4 to the PS5 where mm-hmm. you're like generally like the ideas here are the same. But where the fuck are my <laughs> library? Where's my library? You know what I mean? Like yeah. where yeah. did everything go? <laughs> Um, have you ever used an Android phone before? I have, and it's always like an older person trying to like find something that I can find really quickly on like an <laughs> iPhone, and they're like, "Can yes. you find this?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, of course." And I look at, it, I'm like, "Fuck, it's an Android." They're gonna think I'm just as dumb as them. Uh, yeah. So I'm always I feel like I'm I'm missing out on that. Um, t- I'm gonna be honest with you. I Please. my hate for Android is I don't really hate Android. In fact, with how much I use Google, I think I would prefer to use Android. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, is Google and Android together? Don't they have like better? So, so Google makes the operating system yeah. Android. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're yes. better integrated. Um, so I think I would like that better because right now, like, all my photos are on Google Photos rather than yeah. Apple Photos and stuff like that. I use Google Drive constantly for almost everything that I do. Not that the iPhone app is bad for it, but I think I would almost prefer it to a certain degree. But when mm. I got my iPhone, geez, what iPhone did I have? Was it like a three or two? A two or three was my first iPhone. Okay. Since then, I've basically had the same phone, and I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, every single time I've upgraded, like, similar, I had an iPhone 4, I think, like, initially, and then, like, I've just been like, yep, just transfer all those apps over, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, just like, get, and, and eventually you have, to the get the, same. you have to get the one with the bigger storage, because you're, you're the small one. 
the 32 gig, not big enough anymore. No, then you get no. 64, and then all of a sudden it's not big enough. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, 64? That's not close. I got like 256, and I think, I don't know how much this is now, but um, yeah, it's it doesn't even stay on the, on the butt anymore. What I just got is, I think, 256, for if that's any uh, uh, reference. Um, but can I tell you something from someone who has been on the other side now? Uh, it's, uh, Android is pretty sweet. I just, it's pretty cool. And, um, I think the divide is felt over here on the Android side. My girlfriend cried when I told her we couldn't FaceTime anymore. Oh, well you can, you can, she can send you a link and you can open the link. Dude, I, the thing, I tried to, and then it was just like, she's not going to click on this link. I know her. She won't. <laughs> she won't. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, we can FaceTime. It's just like I still have my iPhone as you like as I used to count us down. Um, but like uh, it doesn't have any data on it because I just popped the SIM card out and threw it in the other guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's I will say this. Android is pretty sweet, man. You know, I'm going to. So I just pulled up this very accurate um, poll mm-hmm. from 2020, 2020. So maybe I need a new one. Um but as of 2020, if you can find a more updated one, 60% of people use iOS, 40% use Android in 2020. In the U.S.? In the U.S. Focus on the U.S. Uh, yeah. 20, uh, 2022 U.S. Let's see if I can find that specific one. Okay, so 71% uh, is iOS, uh, 27 in 2020. This is February 21st, 2023. 71.8% have iOS. 27.6% have Android. Wow. That's actually kind of wild. And I like, I think to me, the 2020 one's more shocking because like, it feels like whenever you're in a group chat, there's one person who has the Android who holds everyone yeah. else down. Now that's you, Peter. Everyone else down? Wow. Yeah, because then if I want to like something, everyone else has to deal with that. Like by Justin Matkovich. Like by instead of it just like liking it or something like that. So I you do know. Now you're holding us down, Peter. How does that feel? I'm really sorry. Is it sweet enough to lose the social capital of being the cool iPhone user in the group chat? That's it, but like that's the thing. Like, I could take a picture of the moon with this. It has a hundred times zoom. Isn't that cool? Can I not be the cool guy with the with the moon pictures now? You can't do that on your iPhone? No. No, it looks like trash what on the iPhone camera. What was, the, what was the iPhone that you had? So I've got an iPhone 12. Mm, and then man, this is, mm, I mean, what about the, what are we on? What do I even have? Uh, if I have a 12. It's, it's, on, it's on 14 right now. Yeah, I got a 13 Pro. You should see a 13 Pro. It makes nighttime photos look like it's daytime it makes my dog look like he is uh, a dog when he is just a moving little mess oh i see what you're saying doesn't just like not just like blurry it focuses on him it gets every look little crevasse of his little weird hair and body i love that you got to send me more archie jpegs although they're gonna look all fucking granulated and whatever it's sent to me now you're just you know like you're just a different kind of uh different kind of format my mom's always like um, my, my sister has like Android shut up. Um, uh, also Apple watch. Um, but my sister has, um, like Android, they use Android. So whenever yeah. like she sends a picture to my mom, he uses iPhone. My mom's like, Oh, but the pictures are so much bigger. And I'm like, you don't understand how like 
digital cropping works. That doesn't mean the photo <laughs> right, is yeah, bigger. It's not, it's like, not a you can picture. do that on yours. It just is the different crop. Like it's a different crop. If you want to do that, you can do that. Um, yeah. But I, again, I have no hate other than I've been using this blindly since I've been in college and I'm going to continue to use this blindly forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and now uh, you are now one of the 27.7% of people who use Android in the United Although, States. Although, like, in, in the world, though, like, Android is way, way bigger. Imperial system. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I... <laughs> to hitbox episode number 134 i'm getting a little toasty so i'm taking my 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 like sweater off let me just there we go um my name is peter Hansbitzek, and joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host justin makovich how are you man how are how are things i feel like because of you de- derobing yourself like that this should be one of the, the first full video episodes we put out there so other people can see that happening uh if you're listening to this audio only uh, imagine me taking a hoodie off <laughs> and now you've got it <laughs> now well, you're up to speed i mean the, it pr- maybe either proves you were an- animated by naughty dog or that you're real one of the two. Oh yeah because yeah. it looked, per- they, I didn't it looked perfect this. i didn't realize this they flex so hard in last of us 2 they have two different people take the shirts off i didn't realize this i thought it was or maybe it's three even um I mean, if you if you've perfected a craft, you keep doing it. <laughs> I mean, that's right. Like that's the thing. It's like you know, we have this tech. Like, let's flex flex this thing. Do you think they, um, they've had they've trademarked taking shirts off in video games? <laughs> I hope not. I hope like, it's not like one of those. Um, uh, what's that? Like Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. Oh yeah, the Nemesis system that system. just like never came back. Yeah. Um, and and they're like, no, it's gonna come back in the. Or people are saying like, oh, it'll come back in the uh, that Wonder Woman game. And like, listen, I'm sorry, I do not care about that game at all <laughs> i don't you know, like best song uh in uh justice league is when wonder woman shows up and starts beating the shit out of doomsday and then her little like theme song starts playing let me tell you dc they get the theme songs pretty good is that right i guess i don't i guess i don't know Maybe i just wonder woman is the only one i can think of now that i'm going through my head batman do they do when he shows up in justice league or whatever does it go like <laughs> what if <laughs> did you ever watch the adam west version of batman uh i've seen clips i've never watched the, any the party's though. running around the giant fun. bomb over his head and then eventually I've he looks that. at the camera he's like some days you just can't get rid of a bomb and then he keeps running and he was so true for that. It's it's very true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some days you can't get rid of a bomb, but uh, we've got a bomb for you today. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> the United States is a very complicated place to live in and talk about. <laughs> uh, what I'm trying to say is we've got news. And by that, I mean, there's not a lot of news, but we're going to talk about it in the video game world. Um, three things coming up. we got the Microsoft, uh, Microsoft promised Call of Duty on the Switch. Elden Ring DLC has been announced and new Resident Evil Four details have been revealed. We're going to talk about all of that and more, more being the games we're playing and the Metacritic Roundup, obviously. Uh, before we do, though, hop on over on our Discord server. Link to that is in the description of this episode. If you're feeling generous, 
Hop on over to patreon.com slash hitboxpod, become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Noel, like Dave Parker. If you're a deluxe podcast producer, you get an additional 30-minute bonus episode every single week. And the two of them do, and you could too. If you can't support us there, no worries. Hop on over to twitter.com if it is still a functioning website. I'll be honest, Justin. Twitter has been having the death rattle for a long time. Today, I thought it was going. I thought it was this? it. I thought it was going. I thought it was done. I thought this links, was... Links just straight up it. didn't work anymore. Images. Images didn't work anymore. Um, I'm thinking that it's it's on its way out, and I... If it is, will, will we all just be set free? No, no, because when all that was happening, everything was gone except for the commercials that I'm getting, the advertisements, which happens yeah. to be the John Wick movie, which mm. I didn't even know they're making a fourth one, and I'm going to see that one day it comes out. Did you, have you seen all the other ones? Oh, yeah, yeah. The last John Wick movie I saw, the movie theater literally had like a tornado warning happening about it. That's awesome. Um, and instead of being fearful, I was actually just very inconvenienced by the fact we had to pause the movie, go outside. Oh, I see what you're saying. Go outside in a tornado warning? Well, no, but like outside, oh, go outside of the your theater, theater, like in the, oh, okay, in the, okay, okay. In the alleyway. Um, and then it just extended the watch time of the movie a little bit, but so real quick, I'm sorry, not to spoil the ending of John Wick three, you saw the ending of John Wick three and you said, I don't think there's going to be another one here. You Mm. said this felt wrapped up. No, they always, I just didn't like know it was coming out. Like all of a sudden I I just saw Keanu slow-mo walking in a thing and I was like, oh, that's cyberpunk. And I was like, wait a second, another John Wick flick. When's that cyberpunk DLC coming out? Oh, I don't know. Is that this year? Can it we draft be. that? Is that not, is that like no non draftable? Because mm. um, I'm I'm sure I to be honest, I think that's probably going to do pretty well. Probably. I mean, cyberpunk yeah. people like that shit. Um, they like it now. You know. You know how there's like a counterpick system. Ooh, yeah. Idris. You know, uh, there's like a, a counter. We should have instead of counterpicking, we should be able to draft a single movie that we think is going to be a good movie for that year. A single movie. Yeah. Um. Um, I would have said 80 for Brady because I thought that would be like one of those sleepy indie hits. Turns out on Metacritic, it's hitting a 53, 80 for Brady. Uh, that's tough. Let me take. Here's what I would have picked from the current crop of cocaine bear. Oh yeah, I heard that was a fun, uh, that was fun. Uh, that scored a little bit better than 80 for Brady at a 54. But you know oh, what? You did- know what I would have drafted? I would have drafted uh, Creed three. How's that one doing? Creed. It's not even, not even on the How? It's, top it's... here for whatever reason. Uh, Jesus Revolution is a forty-six, um, which is only slightly worse than Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Dude, that out of movie 48. sucked. Did you see did it? You and see did it? it suck? No, I didn't see it yet. Oh, it's bad, dude. What's okay? Give me a, a movie that's already out in the Marvel verse that it's similar to in terms of horribleness. Uh, Eternals. Oh, I liked Eternals. But yeah, well, you watched it in a few sittings, didn't You're, you? <laughs> yeah, that's how I, I like think, so I many more movies. It, like not having to make sit it more tolerable. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let me say, I probably, unless someone says like, hey, I really want to watch this movie with you specifically, Peter, I probably will never watch Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania ever again. <laughs> was it funny? A laugh? No. One really. laugh given? No, no laughs there, given. Oh, well, there was, there was uh, two laughs. One of them was a laugh of recognition when the guy from I Think You Should Leave showed up. <laughs> okay, um, got it. Like, the oh, guy he's who's like, he, he's the guy who's like, um, he wants a steering wheel that won't fly off the, the handle, right? 
um, that guy, he shows up. He calls him Spider-Man. It's very funny. Um, and then uh, there's a... <laughs> they find out that the buildings are alive <laughs> in the quantum world. He's like, whoa, are those buildings alive? And some guy turns to me and goes, your buildings are dead? <laughs> and that's funny. <laughs> and that's that's it. Paul Rudd is enjoyable because uh, Creed 3, by the way, 74 Metacritic. Um, Paul Rudd is enjoyable as he's an enjoyable actor, but... Um, this has gotten away from us a little bit. You can follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Box pod. Uh, do you want to go to the Metacritic round of Justin and save us from this? I mean, I was just reading for Metacritic, so might as well. Metacritic round. I'll be honest, listeners. Uh, we're playing a little loosey-goosey with the rules today because there's just like straight up no video game news happened this week. At least not none that we were able to really find. Um... So we are uh, we're, we're willing to just you know play it by ear, right? Talk about Creed three, talk about Ant Man. Um, let's talk about the video games though. Oh, I, was gonna, I was gonna I was gonna suggest another movie that you might or TV show that you might like. What's that? Um, Daisy Jones in the Six. Are you familiar with this? Daisy Jones in the Six. So no. it's it's a based on a book. I didn't know any of this, but my wife was watch like wanted to watch it, and then I was just kind of sitting there playing Switch, and I was like, "Wait, what is this?" And I got kind of hooked into it. But it's basically based off this fictional band, loosely influenced by Fleetwood Mac, allegedly. Um, oh. Was that a good? Uh, yeah. Okay, Um, so loosely based off of them, but basically it starts off with them talking about the last time they ever were on stage together. And then it like goes back in time to like show them starting off and like how they became Daisy Jones and the six. So like the first two episodes was about the six and then Daisy Jones gets thrown in there um, in episode three. Um, And it's just it just like seems to be a really very I'm very interested in it. And then my wife started watching the uh, reading the book, not watching the book, reading the book and said that the whole book is done like in terms of like it being like an interview. Um, and like the TV show is also kind of set up to be like an interview in which it's like, this is the first time that anyone's talking about why they broke up. So it's all of the actors when they're older or all the band members when they're older talking about when they were younger. Um, and they do the flashback scenes. Very interesting. And if you like music, as I know from the beginning of our recording today, before we press record, I think you might like that. That is true. Uh, Hey, by the way, not that this is the place to discuss it necessarily, but, um, if you've got a free 20 minutes in your day, just drop some new music. It's called Years Gone By. It's on Spotify, Apple, not Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify and Apple Music and whatever. Give that a spin, listener, if you're interested in folk rock. Is it, um, on, is it on Napster? That's what I still listen to. Uh, let me look. Let me go to my publishing website. Gotta log in. You always have to log in, even though I click Remember Me. And remember me, I'm not a robot. It's always wild when you sign into something and it's like, I'm not a robot. I'm like, motherfucker, you uh, yeah, are. Uh, yeah, this like maybe, but now with AI, that question's even more complicated. Literally so true. Okay, let's see. If um, I know that is... I'm a robot, does that make me a robot? You know what I mean? Uh, let me look. Napster. Napster is on here. Um, but I'm not seeing it. Why am I not seeing Rhapsody it? is now um, Napster. I didn't even know Napster, Napster was still around. Uh, it is It is apparently pending release on Napster. YouTube Music, because that's what actual me, my actual grandpa-ness uses. YouTube is, it is on there, yes. You, okay, cool. I will, I will, you know what, tomorrow morning as I'm going to 
going to work instead of listening to Vin Diesel's wonderful two song album. Um, yeah. I will, in fact, be listening to you. Wow. Um, it might be a bit of a downer <laughs> to start your day, but um, and I listened to Justin. what part of I listen to Vin Diesel on my way to oh, that's, work. That sounded very peppy. Okay. <laughs> I bet he's I bet he's a, a man who loves a funky bass. Yeah, his 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 ballad his ballad of I am Groot is very moving. I love that. I love that. Let's talk about video games, please. <laughs> well Long Phylon Dynasty is a video game. It is by um who makes this? Team Ninja. <laughs> um it is a souls like thing. We've seen this at several showcases on the PlayStation 5. It has scored an 81 on the PC in 80. And on the Xbox Series X, an 81 as well. It is unscored on the Xbox One and PlayStation 4, although those are uh, where it is coming out as well. Justin, what do you think of this? Have you seen any uh, any reviews for this? Any thoughts? Any feelings? Yeah, I mean, it looks like um, another one of those games um, in the line of, like, the Nier games, right? More or less. Uh, in, in the Nier? Like, Nier? What do you mean? This wrong, is this wrong, is to sorry, me. Neo a, is what I meant. I I, oh, I, yes. I miss in my head. I misread Neo as near. <laughs> yeah, no, because I'm like I'm like looking at this footage. I'm like, this is nothing like near. No, yeah, this is like a like Neo um, or like Sekiro um, or, it's, it's, or or fucking Final Fantasy. Or yeah, man, the last Paradise. one you played and you dug that game. You kept going off on that game, telling me how awesome it was, oh, and how everyone needs to play it, and it is better than the medium. Uh, it is probably better than, I mean, it's tough to say. It's a, that would be a close race. Um, but, <laughs> uh, this, uh, this game, to be honest, from the trailers looks a little bit more my speed, although I probably wouldn't hop into this just because, um, I'm not looking for anything particularly like super complicated in this exact moment in time, although it is on game pass. So like, you know, if I were to try it, like I could try it out for free. Um, but, uh, I, I've also found that for me, um, I'm not a huge fan of Souls likes that don't come from From Software. Mm-hmm. There's just a little bit of something that, like, I, I, I don't know what it is. I, they, they, I think if anyone gets close, it is Team Ninja. But I would not say that they have perfected what makes those games so special and good. D- does that make sense? What do you think the difference is? I, tr- I truly don't know. um like i'm I'm not in in deep enough in dark souls stuff to know do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i i guess maybe and this is a semantic thing and i could definitely be like again i am not deep enough i've not played any of these games like the the team ninja games like deep enough to really have a solid like read on this like i could be wrong but um i find that like the dark souls games um are not necessarily obtuse to just be obtuse like they're challenging because they just trust that you're going to figure it out and trust like okay like you know think about this and look into this and whatever whereas i feel like um a lot of people played dark souls and demon souls and bloodborne and whatever else and we're like oh people really like hard challenging obtuse games and it's like well no not necessarily people like games that like respect their intelligence and are challenging but prevent like present like ways of overcoming that challenge through skill and through like exploration and like being clever and whatever um whereas those games that are inspired by that just see it as like, oh, people like really challenging obtuse games. So we're just going to be really challenging and obtuse for the sake of it. Does that make sense? Did you like um, Sekiro compared to the Souls games? Um, so when I first played it, no, 
because I had not necessarily had that like shift of going like, oh, wait, Souls games are great, you know? Um, so I, I, I bet that if I went back to it now, I would be able to get into it a lot better. And, um, and the reason I asked that is because Sekiro feels, even though it's by the same makers of the Souls games, it feels yeah. very different with everything about it. So like, it would be interesting if you went back and played that, if you liked it the same way that you mm-hmm. liked other, uh, the other Souls games, because I feel like it's just like. Yeah, similar mechanics, similar ideas, but it's just enough different that doesn't make it feel like a Souls game. And no matter what, I still think you might disagree with this because you're more of a experienced Souls player. Souls and Elden Ring cut from the same cloth. Oh, Elden Ring is Dark Souls 3 open world. Right, right. Um, Bloodborne is slightly different, but it still yes. has those feelings of a Souls game for whatever reason. I don't know if it's just the the programming behind it or whatever. Even though they try to do things a little bit different, I still get the same Souls vibes playing that game versus others. But it's it's similar, though, that sense of like this was not made complicated because when they were coming up with the ideas for the game, the word complicated wasn't written on the design uh, on right. the whiteboard. You know right. what I mean? It was more like um uh, uh, intricate you yeah. know what I mean might have been written there or something like that and they didn't make it hard because well people like hard video they like our hard video games it felt like well we are going to make this challenging because of x y and z right like does that make sense yeah or, or, yeah, or, yeah. Um, okay. so digital trends uh, their little review blur by Metacritic says Wulong uh, Fallen Dynasty lands in a happy medium for the souls like genre it has enough mechanics to stand out from the typical from software discipline uh, but it's still familiar enough for veterans of the genre. It isn't groundbreaking, but its difficulty and the satisfaction of overcoming obstacles still make for a fun and frustrating experience. Pair that with thoughtful use of Chinese mythology that sets it apart from any other game on the market, and you've got another strong Souls-like to bang your head against until From Software unleashes its next epic. And I really do think that if you're looking to... Uh, and one to from software team ninja seems to be that developer trying new things yeah. and doing stuff that can be pretty consistently if not good okay um mm-hmm. would you say uh, stranger of paradise the issue with that was the story tone or the gameplay gameplay it, uh, also real quick that review is by george yang from digital trends um I, I, the gameplay of of stranger paradise i thought was was pretty bad um, it was trying to put Final Fantasy like uh, like the job systems and whatever in with this Dark Souls type thing. And it just I just didn't think it ever really worked. I hated um, how the um, like when you died, one of the biggest penalties was your like magic use or the magic points. What, what, what was that? I forget the exact name of that. I will be honest. I do not remember that game. <laughs> but, like like I, I remember trying really hard to get into the systems that it was going with and then at a certain point i just i I had to stop i I hit a wall with certain with certain areas where i was like this is not fun um to explore i don't feel like i'm getting better or like i never felt like i i think something that that they that from software really balances really well is the idea of like every single time i die i'm like okay that was on me you know what I mean? Like, like okay, I just got to I got to retry that because I made a mistake and I died as opposed to just being like, well, I'm dead now. Don't really know what I did wrong. You know what I mean? Um, and so I got to a certain point with with Stranger uh, Paradise where I was just like, all right, difficulty down. I'm just going to try and get through this for the story. Um, uh, when you hit that wall, were you wearing a seatbelt? 
Um, I no, I wasn't. So like a crash test dummy, I was flung mm. through pa- the uh, the windshield and right into, into paradise, right into chaos's lap. It was chaos, right? It was yeah. it was chaos. It was pandemonium. truly chaos. Chaos right. is not a person. Yeah. It's a it's feeling when you don't have a seatbelt on. And it's true. Um, yeah, that game was. Not even like bad enough to talk about, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I was hoping that like its story would be as ridiculous as like the opening hour is, and it just doesn't keep that doesn't doesn't keep that up. Um, but I don't know. People seem seem to like that, so I don't know. But um, yeah, well, long Fallen, Fallen Dynasty. Like I said, like if I'm going to play one of these games, I might try this because uh, especially it's on because it's on Game Pass, Game Pass. yeah, um, which makes it easy enough to pick up. But uh, I don't think I'm going to. Uh, like, I'm not downloading it this week. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But who knows? Um, the other game we have here in the Metacritic Roundup is Destiny 2 Lightfall. This is the expansion for Destiny 2 that um, just obviously launched. When was this? Um, February 28th. Uh, so that on PlayStation 5, it has a 73. On the Xbox Series X, it is unscored. Uh, Xbox One's unscored. And PlayStation 4, it's unscored. And PC, it's got a 70. So 70 to 73 uh, on PC and um, uh, 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 PlayStation 5. It seems like this has not been as well received as um, the rest of the Destiny expansions. Um, although there aren't a ton of like review like scored reviews from publications for this it's worth pointing out um but it seems as if the fans are not super happy with this um the the user reviews on metacritic here are largely uh negative for this game usually we don't tend to put a whole lot of like weight in user reviews for these sorts of things because um user reviews tend to be very upset when like women have speaking roles in video games and stuff like that so those people are usually i mean it's just like not really worth reading into that sort of stuff, but from what it seems like, um, people are upset about this for legitimate reasons, um, uh, that, that aren't about like being shitty. <laughs> uh, it seems like people are upset that like the story isn't particularly gripping for this. It seems like people are also upset that, um, like it, the story is not great and that it is, um, being billed it for 50 bucks which is you know nearly a full price game but you have a look on your face what's up oh no no i think like part of this is just the idea that um destiny 2 is still made for destiny fans and i think destiny fans are some of the hardest people on destiny (laughs) oh really Um, just because like destiny fans like the ones who are still in it in the ecosystem still playing it uh, they're the ones who have their expectations for what they get, and when they don't get it, they seem to be um, very outspoken about it, which I don't think is a problem. I mean, you're you're speaking to a, a hardcore group of people who've been sticking with you for a long time. Um, it also doesn't seem like this is a good place for new people to jump in. Um, was that Witch Queen? I think a lot of people were jumping in at that one. That Was that the last expansion? That was last year's, I think, yeah. Um, that seemed to be a pretty good jumping on point to like the story and the gameplay. Um, but to be honest, I don't think at this point any time is going to be a good time to truly jump in. <laughs> no, I think we talked about this last week. Correct me if I'm wrong, where we were saying like, um, or I, I basically brought up like, I don't know if they ever need to do destiny three because like, you know, you just keep, you have so many people already in destiny two and whatever. Um, but you brought up a good point about like, well, no, like if you do destiny three, like people are going to be willing to jump on from there. You know what I mean? I would try destiny three. I probably won't try destiny two just because, 
there's so much that I like that I missed out on, you know what I mean? And, and would be diving headfirst into this thing that I just don't understand. And I know that there are guides out there about like how to get into destiny now, but like, I've only got so much time. Y'all Dude, I, I, I pay a guy to do my taxes. His name is right, Turbo exactly. Tax, Mr. Turbo Tax himself. I gotta do my taxes. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, uh, also, hey Destiny, I'm looking at your logo for Lightfall, and I'm looking at the logo for the hit Pixar film. I assume uh, Lightyear. I'm noticing some similarities here. Uh, are you looking this up right now? <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually this seems to be like a con- like there's literally this that you just look at it. Um, like people are comparing it. Yeah, uh, you said the hit Disney movie Lightyear. Dude, that movie I assume, was was it good? Garbage. Oh really? Yeah, I you know like you know how Star Wars thought it'd be a good idea to like answer every little reference that was made in Episode Four in the prequels. Yes. Um, Lightyear did that, but with one reference poorly. <laughs> like the reference being like, "Who's Zerg, man?" Oh, I don't. Does that matter? I mean, like, I, I know people are very into Toy Story. Um, I, I was when I was a child, but then it just got too sad for me as as a person who was growing up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like, uh. Yeah, that seems weird. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. I mean, it's it's also not quite Toy Story. It's just like when I would laugh though if like Tom Hanks showed up in it like as a live action human Woody, like a space uh, like a like a space cowboy, weird. and he's like, "Hey, Buzz, there's a snake in my boot," and then was, all of a sudden a very different tone as the movie continues. I always thought that. Remember how like this movie? I think starts with saying like, "This is the." Buzz Lightyear was based on a movie. The toy was based on a movie. This is the movie that Andy watched, right? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I thought that the, it was a TV show, and there was a t- there was a Buzz Lightyear TV show when I was a kid. It was like a cartoon show. I just assumed that was the, what he watched. Am mm, I wrong about that? I mean, maybe it's Space Command or something like that. It's, I mean, it's I unimportant. Think they made the cartoon after the movie to be like, hey, this is cool. Like Jackie Chan Adventures. Did you ever watch that? Yeah. I like that show. I don't know what it had to do with what we're talking about, but similar. <laughs> Just the TV shows exist. <laughs> um, speaking of which, we're going to talk about Last of Us later. Uh, Justin, want to talk about the news? Let's do it. Just. Just a lot of news to talk about this week. It's really just nonstop. Uh, so much news that we were talking about something that happened last week that we forgot to cover. <laughs> um, <laughs> like the biggest story from last week that we just went un- untouched. Um, so one Brad Smith, who is the vice chair and president of Microsoft, um, tweeted uh, a tweet that has some text in it, as most do. Uh, he tweeted a little, a few sentences here and then an image with some text on it. I'm going to read it all verbatim uh, and we're going to talk about it. It says this. We want the record to be clear and address any misunderstandings. I'm delighted to report below this statement and affirm Microsoft's strong commitment to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo customers if our acquisition of Activision Blizzard is approved by regulators. And then the image says this. Microsoft and Nintendo have now negotiated and signed a binding 10-year legal agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo players the same day as Xbox with full feature and content parity so they can experience Call of Duty just as Xbox and PlayStation gamers enjoy Call of Duty. We are committed to bringing long-term equal access to Call of Duty to other gaming platforms, bringing more choice to more players and more competition to the gaming market. 
from the hip, Justin, what do you think of this? I think that if I'm playing Call of Duty, mm-hmm. I can think of at least 30 better controllers than the Joy-Cons <laughs> to play Call of Duty on. It's very fair. Very um, fair. And then it's just the other than the controllers, obviously everything else that goes involved with that. Like, why would I play Call of Duty new mainline release on my Switch when I can play it almost anywhere else? Well, uh, I wonder, like... I mean, yes, you wouldn't. I wouldn't. But if you only have a Switch and you've been wanting to get into Call of Duty, uh, I mean, because like there hasn't been a Call of Duty on the Switch, I don't think. I think the last... This feels right. I might be wrong. I feel like the last Call of Duty game to launch on a Nintendo console was like Ghosts, like back in like 2013, maybe 2014. Um, so like... There is there have not been Call of Duty games on Nintendo platforms, right? So like if you are a Call of Duty fan and you want to play it on the Switch, like you just can't. You know what I mean? Um so like I, I would understand that. Um obviously for us, it just doesn't make sense because there are better places to play it, but um I don't know. Like for me, the weird thing is like they don't even have Activision Blizzard. <laughs> like they say, like, we have uh negotiated and signed a binding 10-year legal agreement. But like the whole thing is like under the guise of like if our deal goes through which you know recent uh statements by what was it the the european board they're like ftc or something like that um where they were like i don't know about all this um sort of makes it feel like who knows maybe it won't be but um i don't know what do you think of that i i mean i I think part of yeah they're gonna like be like hey it's coming to it's coming to Nintendo, and if they can make that deal, that's great. I think it benefits players, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I do think my reading of some of the opposition from some companies and these bigger companies is not about the consumer as much as it is about the competition for smaller developers. Um, because the monopoly comes into you have this one massive company that it's going to make harder for smaller companies to compete with that company, right? So, yes, I think it's great for players to get call of duty on other platforms but i also think it's going to be harder for other gaming companies to compete with the massive size of activision blizzard and i think that's where out of all the arguments i've seen about stopping this merger that's where i think the biggest issue is Mm -hmm. um because you're just basically raising the level of what triple a is and making it harder for other people to reach that level in my opinion um but again, I think, yeah, if the the more places you can play games to play games the way you want to play, the better. Um, and I think that obviously this is Microsoft penning this deal to to prove to regulators that we are going to be friendly to other game companies uh, to yeah. license those games on them. Um, but I still think that there's the, those game developers who are going to have a hard time keeping up with this stuff. That's my reading and opinion of it. But um, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I think that, like, by and large, this is a good thing, right? Like, bringing things to other platforms, I think, is a, is a decent thing. Uh, like, I do, I do understand the idea of, like, wanting to have exclusives, and I, do, I don't mind exclusives necessarily, but I think something like Call of Duty um, becoming an exclusive, not that it ever would be, um, at least that's what they've been saying, right? Um, I, I think it being able to come to other platforms is a solid step in the right direction. Um, especially for getting this approved. Um, but you know, we'll see, we'll see how this goes with, um, 
regulators, right? And and if they think that that matters, right? That it's it's hopping over here because from what it seems like, I don't know, like like basically, uh, this is this is just like my reading on the news of all of this. Um, it seems like Nintendo isn't really like in this conversation that much. It seems like the big conversation is between Sony and Xbox or Sony and Microsoft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and this also sort of feels like a like balls in your court, Sony, because they have, I think, not been willing to talk about, you know, a deal uh, with with Microsoft. I could be incorrect on that because there's always just new news about this whole uh acquisition and everything but um to my like understanding sony has been uninterested in talking about signing like deals to say hey we're gonna bring call of duty to your platform yeah i yeah i think also sony has recently been um i forget the name of it they've been told to release their exclusivity deals too um because uh Obvi- like I think some of the same arguments that you can make against um, against Microsoft can also be made against Sony. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So um, I, I I don't know. I think all of this is just delaying the inevitable. You um, think so? I, I think all of the, it's going. This deal is going to happen. I don't think it's not going to happen. In fact, I'd be very surprised if it was going to happen. Um, and I think ultimately it is not going to change a single thing for the consumers. Um, if anything, it's it might make things easier for consumers as Microsoft is trying to get it out there in more places um, than Activision Blizzard and trying to spread the wealth instead of just focusing on PlayStation or Sony or whatever. So I don't know. I think at this point, either cancel this damn deal or just ma- let it go through. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's just so much to, to like look at right i mean there's there's so much of like um there's so many people who have to like look at this like it's a, it's a global thing you know what i mean so i feel like yeah it's easy for us to say like yeah just figure it out or don't <laughs> but like i don't know i feel like there's so much to it still you know what i mean i again i'm not like a huge business person like i i'm a communications major in the college yeah. so like i don't know like what would go in with all the regulatory stuff um, but is it just because there's a lot of money involved in this deal? Like, is it, there's this kind of scrutiny on other big, um, things that are coming up or is it just because we have squeaky wheels talking about stuff and, and putting voicing concerns or you are once again, getting, uh, regulators into businesses and things that they don't quite understand how it works. Um, and it's just like, Oh, wait a second. Are you telling me that if call of duty is owned by Xbox, it's not going anywhere else? Like, like. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know like, yeah, what, I do. where the actual, like, the 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 arguments actually are valid from either side of this thing. Um, and if yeah. it's just people creating an issue that is not there. Um, obviously, Sony doesn't want Xbox to have this. Obviously, Xbox wants to have this. Obviously, other big companies don't want Microsoft to have this because they, they don't want to have their... Per, per, their market share be threatened by it. I'm talking about like Google and other play, people who are showing um, uh, being resistant to this move and stuff like that. But I don't know. It just, it just seems like the more that goes through, the more that this is the more that time that goes by, the more I think this is going to happen eventually. Um, and mm-hmm. all of this is just people reporting on regulation stuff that no one understands. <laughs> I think that's probably fair. That's why I mean, like we don't we cover like the big like 
bits of news that happen with this, but like a lot of stuff we just sort of let slide because like I don't I don't know how to talk about certain aspects of this. Yeah, in, in, yeah, in, I'm a, a lot again, of it's rehashing English communications major over here. Also, I'm not an English communication majors, but I do have eyes. Um, and I Wait. definitely see a difference between Call of Duty ghosts on the PC and mm-hmm. on the Wii U. Um, yeah, I bet it's not great. It is. It's, <laughs> one might say it's a little startling. Um, I like uh, the differences, right? One's a little fuzzy. Uh, yeah. One is beautiful with beautiful little dogs. Fuzzy. Oh, yeah, that was the one with the ghost. Beautiful. Uh, the, not the ghost, the dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a ghost in there. Weren't, weren't you a ghost? I thought you were a ghost. Yeah, he shows up in Modern Warfare 2. Maybe he was in Modern Warfare 1. I don't know. Was Soap in this one? I didn't play Ghost. Soap was definitely in um, Modern Warfare 2, though. Wow. Dog animations have come a long way since 2013. Have they? Does it look bad? Yeah. Yeah, it looks, looks like, like this, looks like this uh, little uh, baby wolf I recently saw. Little baby wolf you recently saw? Oh, little little uh, little, little tease, tease of what's to come. For what's Talking to come about there. Blanc in a little bit. Um, Justin, Elden Ring DLC has been announced. You want to know what oh, we know about it? Fucking nothing. No. Uh, <laughs> we know the name. It is it is called Shadows of the Erd Tree, and um, there is no information about it. We don't know when it's releasing. Um, we don't know what it's going to be about. We don't know, like. We really like truly we know that there is DLC coming and that's it, Um, which I mean, like, I'm not like I feel like I could have told you that. Right. Like, that seems about right. Um, But uh, are you it would would DLC get you to jump back into Elden Ring? Yeah. If they tell me that there's a God mode that I can put in there, just beat the shit out of everything else. I will do that. Okay, probably not. I see what you're doing here. I'm sure I'm sure probably not. I'm sure there's a like this is on PC, right? Oh yeah, there's definitely a mod that you sure can, you can mod that in, in there. I'm sure. Uh, I remember having such great memories. I probably talked about this before. Playing Morrowind on the PC mm-hmm. and moving those uh, damage sliders to a hundred, and then realizing that you could go further than that. So I like put everything <laughs> on like ten thousand. Um, however, you put your jump on ten thousand. Let me tell you something. You uh, never you just come disappear, down. I assume, right? You yeah. never come down. Uh, you yeah. go through the whole map and you just keep going and keep going and keep going. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere, my dark <laughs> elf is still floating around Morrowind, <laughs> waiting to remember come that, down. Um, remember that jumping spell you get? Do you am talking about in the game and how you find yeah. it by the the guy who the used guy it and like, like ah! fell? Yeah, yeah, he falls. Yeah, it's okay. pretty good. It's pretty good. What a clever um, game! Yeah, it's. it's I, a I wonder good if they're coming out with a sequel anytime soon. That's the Morrowind. <sighs> like, you know, like uh, you think Starfield's coming out. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, we have no, we've seen one like ten minute gameplay clip of that, and that's it. And I I'm, drafted that with fucking confidence, my friend. I think like I don't think that's a bad pick. I think it will not like it, you're not going to lose any points on that. What if I do? What if it's a, a hard fifty? What if it's a cyberpunk situation? Oh, the, I think if if that's if that happened, I think that Bethesda Game Studios would be. I think his reputation would be damaged forever. In in a sense that it already because it already kind of has with like Fallout 4 releasing and the way like Skyrim release and all that sort of stuff. But I think if like they had another one, especially after something like Cyberpunk, I think that, that they would have a really hard time recovering. I mean, Activision like Blizzard might be, you know what, Microsoft? Actually, we're good. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't need <laughs> we, don't need, are, we don't need your help. I don't think, I don't think dropping, that's going to yeah. help. Yeah, but uh, Elden Ring DLC is coming out. I probably won't dip into this. I tend to just like not really jump into DLC for stuff. Um, 
I, I had my fill of Elden Ring. You know what I mean? I, I enjoyed it uh, immensely, but uh, I don't need more. That's what I'm trying to say. How many hours did you put in that? So on that first save or on that on that first like playthrough, uh, it was I think 79 or 80. So I I experienced a lot. That that is yeah, that is a lot. That is th- three and a half, three and a third playthroughs of The Last of Us Part Two. And I didn't even I didn't even do it all. <laughs> like there's like this whole area underneath the um underneath the world. And like there's a whole like sunken city in there. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> I was like, I like I I'd gotten to the end of my time with it, you know what I mean? And I found you that found another and world like, and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I don't and need I was it. like, I'm gonna go back upstairs. I've, actually. I've already freed the Elden Beast. The Elden Beast is the final boss of the game. Oh, is it? It is. Nice. Yeah. I, I never even understood what the Elden Ring was. <laughs> but couldn't tell you. It has a beast. <laughs> It, it, but that's the thing, and there was a beast of it. I it, suppose. was it wearing like a hula hoop that was the ring, and it would like do one of these to like attack you. No, what, the the bad guy. So there is a double boss fight at the very end, and the guy who's before the Elden Beast had like an Elden Ring attack, and it was very silly. Not silly, but did he like say it the move out loud like Elden Ring? Elden Ring. No, uh, he just he would stomp. I think, and the Elden Ring symbol would appear. I might be wrong about that. I don't remember. Uh, I liked that game, but I'm not going to play this DLC. I don't think um, I enjoyed my time with it, but um, I'm happy for the people who are going to dip in. But uh, if I wanted to play Elden Ring DLC, I would just go to the areas I didn't finish. Um, <laughs> it's called the main game. <laughs> it's called the millennia boss fight. Uh, I didn't do that. Um, last thing on the, in the news here is that uh, we've had a handful of updates on Resident Evil 4 remake, and I'm going to be curious to hear what you specifically think about this um, because um they, they've sort of revealed some of the differences between the original game and the um, and what's going to be what it's going to be like in the remake. Um, so a handful of things such as like there's going to be like better like stealth as an option. Um, you're going to be able to like crouch and stuff like that. Um, the Ashley like Ashley's AI stuff has been reworked and, and things like that. They're getting rid of quick time events in favor of doing parrying and also just like having you play certain sections. Like, I don't know. If you remember in the beginning of that game, you end up running away from just a rolling boulder. Yeah, you got to like press the trigger, like the triggers, I think. Yeah, I'm going to assume that that's just going to be gone. I hope <laughs> like, not. I'm gonna I, hope assume- you, I hope you literally have to just tap it. But but they make you get the uh, Donkey Konga peripheral and you got to bang the drums. Oh, you got to plug it in really fast. Yeah, you got to do it all. It's it's like, you know, making the real world scary for you. Exactly. And then also they're they're going um and and uh, adding like side quests and stuff like that that I think the merchant's going to give you. Um, and so my question for you is, with all of this in mind, do you think that this will be a way for you to enjoy this game? Because because to my understanding, you don't like the first one, like the original, because of like the control scheme and all that. Is that right? Yeah, uh, you're also missing the most important change. They actually put a jacket on Ashley because they figured it's cold, so she probably needs a jacket. That's like the most important. Oh yeah, change. she's just like a tank top or something. Yeah, like just, that yeah, just just the sweat, like the like the the sweater vest thing going on with the turtleneck. I think so. They're like, oh, you that's know what? what? Was, yeah, the girl needs a coat. So they really thought through every little detail, and that's why I'm excited about this game. No, no, no. But in the actually answer your question. Um, yes, I am actually very excited for this because I've had, you know, I love hates the a wrong, the wrong word I would say, but I've always wanted to love this game. 
And whenever there's a game out there that people are like super high on, I want to I want to get through it and play it so I can like see what they're saying about it. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I end up not loving the game, if pe- a bunch of people, this is the 10 out of 10 for them. I want to know why I want to like yeah. f- understand that. I want to play it, but I could not get past the controls. I could not get yeah, I past think that's that super stupid fair. freezing and, and moving around the looking. Um, yeah, I can understand why you would say that creates extra tension and extra horror, but like, I just can't get past that. Like that to me, that's not fun. That's like frustrating. And there's so many mm-hmm. times. And I mean, this is a similar thing with Metroid uh, prime remake. Now that I can play the game, like I want to play it. I got to play that game because that was my critique of it. Now that I, they've fixed it. I got it. I can't, I've been asking mm. for this for years and they've done yeah. it. And I got to, I got to be, do my part in this. I got to give yeah. them money because they did what I wanted to. So I think, and if they had exact same game with a third person control, like a normal game, <laughs> I think I would, it would be something I would love to play, but it to be w- fair, they made that like that would like, that was the game. Like Resident Evil four was like the game that did this, right? The what? Like an over-the-shoulder shooter like that. Well, no, but but like the controls. If the controls handled like a traditional third person. Oh, you're right, saying this right. is like the first third person? They were, the, they, it, this was like the first one, right? Uh, that was the, like like this. Maybe. So that's that's why it, it was just so like, like I don't know. <laughs> you know I, I, mean? I also thought the game was like when it came out on GameCube, a beautiful yeah. game for GameCube that stood up for years on other systems, mm-hmm. like from anywhere from the GameCube to the PS4. Um, yeah. like this game still looks good and yeah. it would be like, this came out on the GameCube era. How'd that happen? Um, but yeah, so I think, I think just playing this game alone with the controls is going to be enough, but it looks like they've made enough cool changes to it to make it more than just playing the same game with third person action controls. So yeah, I'm stoked about it. Like in this version, you get to put trinkets on your suitcase. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the little, uh, yeah. little charms that will change up uh, how things work. So like it'll be like you can you'll get more ammo from enemies if you have a certain charm or you'll get more like health resource items if you have a different charm, uh, which I think is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, um, I just want to talk about this real quick because uh, we're because we're talking about Resident Evil. I played a video game this week called save room are you familiar with this oh the save room no what is save room um someone made a full video game out of the uh resident evil 4 uh attach a case sorting um so basically it'll give you a puzzle of like hey fit all of these items into this space and you have to do it and figure out how to do it like this sounds horrible what is it's it great. not it's pr- i loved it. It, it it was like two hours it was just a fun little puzzle game it was like a Okay, yeah, so it was, it was. I loved it. It's probably more fun when it's not like a life or death situation when you actually have to like find the right resources. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a fun, it, like it's very fun. Um, like when I just, just like say, do I need shape shotgun ammo or a rocket launcher? Like that's not a fun question to have in a horror video game. Uh, let me answer that for you real quick. In Resident Evil Four, it is always lock, rocket launcher. But like ten shotgun shells, one rocket launcher, twenty rocket enemies launcher. are coming at you. What do you do? Well, first of all, rocket launcher. But second of all, save that rocket launcher for a boss fight. Well, how, what am I going to do the the 20 enemies coming at me? Kick them. Like, get, get a little kneecap in and then uh, do that, that 
spin kick i think i'm getting like i gotta be honest i don't think i could yeah. do a spin kick in my in my advancing years i'm to the point where like whoa I, like if i'm like crouching on my knees or like li- like in a mm-hmm. weird like crisscross applesauce position for too long i gotta like take a minute to let my legs stretch out before i can stand up again oh um i'm, I'm th- i guess i don't i don't know yeah i'm 32 that's not that far off from where you're at like one day you will you be don't have old to say too that You'll be old yeah, but too, and it's, it's I'm gonna happening. be young and spry forever. And that's why that's why when I look at LeBron James, and LeBron James is still out there playing basketball like he is, you know, in his prime of 25, and like he is making me look bad. He's on an injured list right now, actually. So maybe I don't know. I can't say. How about this? Every single year for the rest of my life, I'm gonna prove to you that I can do a spin kick. I hope we live birthday. till we're 150. Well, I hope if you lived 150, I hope I live to be 150 minus one day. Oh, said Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, that's that Winnie the Pooh quote. Yeah, that's a really sad thing because then <laughs> the, my last memory is going to be of Your you last dying. Day? Yeah, what is this? That's horrible. You know what? <laughs> if we learned anything from The Last of Us, we're going out at the same time, same motherfucker. Fucking time. Don't drink I... the wine unless it's time. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, save room, by the way, very easy platinum. You just have to solve all the puzzles. Oh, okay, that's fun. Yeah, uh, so that was my first platinum of the year. <laughs> Might be my last. How how, um, how much was that game? Two dollars, maybe three dollars. Oh, that's fun. It's the perfect amount, and it's 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 fun. Um, it's silly enough. Like um, when you start it up uh, at the title screen, it goes save room, like the old <laughs> Resident Evil. You know? That's funny. Um. But uh, any any other feelings about Resident Evil Four remake? Yeah, I'm gonna play it probably day one. Yeah, I if I don't if I'm not working on it, I will buy it day one probably. Yep, this is a surefire hit for uh, a boy named Peter, and it was and my number one draft pick. So I gotta represent that. Did you get it? Yeah, it was, like it was. I I think I had the two pick right. So you started uh, off yeah, yeah, with yeah. that that horrible mess of a game. Uh, it's like Legend of Dragoo Drag Dra- Legend of. I believe it's called Legend of Zelda. Zelds. Yeah, uh, yeah. That it's one. Yeah. of the Kingdom. Yeah. Um, some some pers- some elf thing in a green tunic. That doesn't look like it's gonna be yeah. good. But this one has kicking and parrying and a knife in it. So yeah, yeah that was. It's gonna. Yeah, it's a good pick. That's gonna be. I like think a, it's gonna. I think it's gonna do well. Um, Justin, let's talk about two video games that we played, courtesy of their publishers that I don't have their names up in front of me at the moment. Uh, which one do you want to start off with? Let's start off with the one that I think I, I well, what the one I like more. Can you guess which one it is? Absolutely. Um, so, Justin, it's interesting. The reason I accepted this um, video <laughs> game is uh, for one reason. I know that you have a deep passion for SpongeBob SquarePants. And I got an email saying, hey, do you guys want to try out the Switch version of Krusty Krab Cook-Off? Krusty Krab Cook-Off is a <laughs> cook-off for you and me. And I said, absolutely. Krusty this Krab will make Justin very happy. is the cook-off absolutely. So, <laughs> Krusty Krab, Krab Cook-Off, cook-off. I believe is a Switch port. Oh, and there's the poster that came in. The, they, they did a physical copy of it now. So that's what we ended up getting in the mail. And so you've got this little poster of, of Mr. Bob. By the way, when you ever get a poster um, in the mail, how yeah. do you how do you hang this up? What do you mean? Because it's all like crumb, like because it's got yeah. like folds. Is in there it? a way to fix that? Uh, I put it under some like heavy things. But like even then, you're gonna have like the cre- the cre- the creases in it. Yeah, I don't know. 
Like it might get a little bit more flat, but there's like a, a creases in it. Or maybe maybe put it in a frame. Have you ever thought about framing this poster? The then you'd have, poster? You, you'd have like a like a like a lumpy, like a lumpy thing. If anyone knows yeah. how to take a folded up poster that you get in a ga- video game insert, the mail, and if you know how to make it look good and like smooth, without let me know because I need to tweet know. at us. Tweet at, at us. Hitbox Pod at Hitbox Pod. Um, but yeah, so this is a this is a switchboard of a mobile game. Um, it is it's like a it's like a restaurant management like customer management game. It's uh, like tilting, a diner dash. Tilting if point you will. games is that the name of the developer? I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. I think it was published, but uh, I could pull it up. Unimportant. Tilting. What point. I'm trying to say is um, this is like a DoorDash, not DoorDash, Diner Dash type game. Um, that I feel like we normally wouldn't talk about, but like Justin. They were like, it's Spongebob, we'll send it to you. And I was like, please do, Justin loves Spongebob. So tell me, how did you think, what did you think of Krusty Krab Cook-Off? Um, the, let's just say it's evident this was a mobile port. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so. The load times are what I would call shocking. Yes, it's the <laughs> Switch. Yes, I would, I would also call them shocking. Um, and let's just call it the SpongeBob-esque nature of it is really just kind of like paint on top of something uh, on top of a, a diner simulator, more or less. Yeah. Um, they have like it's pretty pretty much an aesthetic alone. They have you know cut what I mean? scenes between everything. Um, that's just like a couple characters with text over it that's loosely based on what the characters would say, and like some of the food items you have like jellyfish jelly. Uh, yeah, you have pancakes, which is very popular in SpongeBob. Well, that's the weird thing, right? So like, it starts, and you eventually unlock like other like restaurants to be at. So like, eventually you unlock the Krusty Krab to make Krabby Patties, right? But it starts with like a pancake stand, and I maybe you know, is this some SpongeBob reference I'm not familiar with? Not that I'm familiar with. I'm sure it might be that like like my my SpongeBob, uh, my Legend of SpongeBob is very young. Um, yeah, like okay. when it first came out, I remember the premiere on Nickelodeon when it first came out. They were like hyping it up. There, people were talking about it. it's coming out. Here it is, the first episode of SpongeBob, and it's that one with the anchovies. They come in, and you have the mm-hmm. Tiny Tim song that SpongeBob's like dancing around, like cooking for all of yeah. them. That's the first episode. Second episode is the Sandy one with the mm-hmm. with the pinky up, pinky up. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so yeah, I'm not sure if uh. Uh, pancakes are a big part of Spongebob or not but yeah it it's kind of odd like you get the touch point of the jellyfish jelly as like the reference to Spongebob but I don't necessarily think like this is like <laughs> Spongebob is not known for its pancakes yeah and it was it was interesting too like you brought up those like little cutscenes, and like I feel like and you know this is a mobile port so you know, I assume they just had license for this you know for Spongebob um, and made this game Uh the fact that it's not voiced at all is very like it's just silent the whole time. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I don't know. I feel like you could have potentially had like a nicer uh, not nicer, but like a, if you had the voice actors to do it, I think you could have done it and it would have been a nice touch. Uh, obviously, they did not. OK, but, so um, I did find an episode called The Pancake Patties. This okay. aired May 31st of 2303. I'm assuming that's a typo that's put there twice. 2303? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. There's a lot of seasons. Um, in the year 2030 years so of SpongeBob. It's season 240. This ha- There's something going on here. There's not 240 seasons of SpongeBob, is there? 
I guess it really depends on how you define a season, right? List of episodes slash seasons 240. Like, let's just assume it's episode 240 and this is a bad website. This is the description. This is the description of the episode Pancake Patties. Mr. Crab buys pancake batter because he ran out of buns. And now SpongeBob has to make Krabby Patties with pancakes. Pancake patties soon become a success before Mr. Krab starts selling them in stores. They then get pulled from store shelves because of no expiration date on the boxes and an unknown ingredient that might be dangerous. Mr. Krab's house then gets raided and burnt down to the ground. This has to be fake. That sounds right. That sounds like a SpongeBob episode to me. I'll say this. Not... Um, what happens in the game at all? <laughs> I mean, we just, you're just making pancakes. Um, although, dude, a hamburger with pancakes instead of a bun, I could be on, I could, I could be down for that. If you said we were doing that for dinner, I would do that. Okay, this, um, is, this is a joke joke website, clearly, now that I'm reading into it, so I feel better. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, okay, awkward. Well, I read it uh, on air, and now it must be true. I guess that's that's how it works. I can't edit this. No, no way to do it's that. Not, it's not going to get edited. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, um, this is exactly what it is. It is a diner dash SpongeBob game, right? I mean, like cook up some pancakes, put some jelly on them, get tips from people, upgrade your, upgrade your pancake making devices. And then eventually you'll unlock the crusty crab where you're making, um, the titular crabby, not titular, um, but the crabby patties, titular right? SpongeBob's you cook them up. <laughs> I was um, I, like, yeah. How far did you get in it? Uh, so I got to the Krusty Krab and did about, I don't know, six or seven levels. But at that point, I had done, what was that, 36 or 37 levels. And I um, said, I get it. I yeah, so here. One, one thing I kind of like but also kind of hate is that they have three mm-hmm. major areas. They have the uh, pancake stand, they have the Krusty uh, Krab, and they have Sandy's barbecue. Sandy's house, yeah. And each one of them is its own separate thing. Um, yeah. Like you have to upgrade them separately. The, the upgrades don't carry over from stand to stand. Each one's its own separate one. And once you beat the level, you can go back and play it endlessly. They just make the numbers go up and make things a little bit harder for it that you right. have to keep upgrading in order to play them. But you get more money and yada, yada, yada. The problem I have is that eventually you get the cost of the upgrades are dependent on you making a lot more money. So when you start like the crab, the crusty crab section, you're back to making like $100 per level. And you need like, like the eight thousand, yeah. and then yeah. you need like three thousand to do the upgrade. So then you have to go back and play things that get harder, or you've spent it all on outfits. Oops! So you can't upgrade your your crusty crab uh, uh, appropriately. So you have to like go back and like then farm the pancake stand until you can do that. So it does. I hate to say this, get a little grindy. <laughs> I'll say this: that like, I think in terms of like looking at this as a Switch game. I maybe don't love that, but in terms of like, if you had just this on your phone and you're waiting at the doctor's office or your dentist or sleep doctor, I can only think of doctors right now. You're, you're waiting for, you know, four minutes or whatever. Put your phone, play two levels of this. It's not so bad. You know what I mean? But I think sitting yeah. down and like dedicating, okay, I'm going to play this for an hour and a half right now. I think that's when that sort of problem, at least to me sort of gets, um, showcased if that makes sense yeah yeah um go on I, oh I'm, I'm saying i don't not like the game i think there's a lot of good things about this game mm-hmm. um a lot of replay value uh but I, I i wish a game didn't require me to grind like this 
Because yeah. usually like a Diner Dash game, it's generally about getting better. This one, I feel like That's, it's about yeah. getting better in addition to having to have enough money to be able to be better. Um, so there's some good things to it. I do like the, again, SpongeBob, anytime I can feed Patrick random food and try to find out what he wants to eat is kind of a fun day for me. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I do that without even playing this game. Just, you know, I have just some. daydream about it. Yeah. I have my little Patrick guy up on the. Is he up there? Yeah. Do you see him? Oh, I see with him. The, with I the cowboy him. hat. How could I miss a man like that? Yeah, isn't that a fun shelf? Let's like, like, look at all those fun little things. Yeah, is that a bear that's on a stick? No, no, that is, um, that's a white dog that's sitting on top of my Lord of the Rings uh, copy. Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you also see behind that TV, I have the map of uh, from the Hobbit. Is that the Hobbit map? Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I uh, similarly, I, I think it's a, f- a fun enough little game. Again, I think maybe on like mobile, I would probably like it a little bit not like it more but i might like play it more you know what i mean it's just for me like if i'm gonna sit down and play a video game i don't know if i'm gonna sit down and play this but if i've got this on my phone just gonna you know take it out for you know again 90 seconds to four minutes like yeah i'd I'd play this a little bit because it is satisfying too right to to serve everyone up and and especially in the later levels in the um the pancake shop which i assume is the same as is like the later levels of the crusty crab and sandy's house and whatever um where it does get like really hectic and you have, you have to focus pretty hard. You know what I mean? And if you're not, if you're not on top of things, like people get mad and leave and, and all that sort of stuff. And I appreciate that sort of like time management puzzle, you know? Yeah. And I also like how the mechanics are different enough between the levels, So it's not yeah, the same agreed. button inputs to do it. Like mm-hmm. you don't build a Krabby Patty the same way you build a pancake stand versus a barbecue plate. So it's like different enough. So I kind of like that. Um, yeah. cause it kind of refreshes it once you get to that new, all right, time for the next level. I've done this already time for something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I think it's 15 bucks on switch, uh, which to, uh, I don't know if they would be worth that to me personally as someone who's not like, like a huge SpongeBob fan. Um, but, uh, there you go. You can find it on switch and it's on iOS and Android. I currently have my copy well. of Mario Kart in. Did you taste the copy of um uh crusty crab yeah it tasted like rancid jellyfish oh look at that <laughs> what if what if that's what they <laughs> did they made it taste like a per like a specific bad flavored of whatever yeah i bet the sea sponge Ugh. yuck Ugh. um the other game that we that we received uh for review is blanc now this is a um puzzle uh, co-op puzzle game um and this was showcased i think at a uh, uh nintendo direct um where it is very stylized it's basically you play as a baby wolf and a baby deer as the two of them try to find their families they've been separated and you're going through the snow it's heavily stylized it's all like line art um and like the wolf is like this like really deep charcoal black color and um the the deer is like very like line arty and and very white um I think it and is so all you, hand-drawn you, art on 3D models, if I'm correct. Is that right? That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very striking, I think. Um, I played, I think, about half of it with Elena so far. Um, we are enjoying it. Uh, we are enjoying it enough. Justin, you said before we started that you were having some... You finished it, right? That yeah, you, you, you I did. I finished it, was it. only okay. Tell me about it. Uh, I would say it's less than okay. Um, oh, yeah? So... For, first of all, you, you should play this game co-op. So don't listen to anything that I say about the method of which I played it. And my this critique, is insane. To my me. critique of it has nothing to do with the controls. Now, well, sort of. Um, so 
they give you the option at the beginning to basically play this game co-op or with yourself. And if you've ever played like Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, Mm -hmm. Uh, that game is basically designed around you controlling both brothers at the same time. It's kind of a a brain meld at points, like like doing a teaser trailer or whatever, a teaser, like a brain teaser kind of thing when you're playing that game specifically. This one, you can do it. It's just like not cleverly designed for it, if that makes sense. Yeah, because to me... The way that this game was marketed, at least like the way I interpreted it all, it seemed like it was like a co-op game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That apparently you can. I didn't even know that you could do this. Um, play by yourself. <laughs> I swear I don't have a sad life. Um, but um, the my problems with the game come in how little actual content there is. Yes. How little actual puzzle solving there is. Yes. And how unsatisfying the story is oh and how i feel like they a lot of times in the game sacrifice gameplay and substance for just looking around the world Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of the times looking around the world is looking at a white snow screen with yes your some trees paw prints through it yeah and there's times there's some really like beautiful parts about this. Like, don't get me wrong. It's like a beautiful looking game, but like you just, you go into a town or just get out of a river clearing and then you just walk for a minute through just snow to get to the next yeah. set piece. You finish that set piece. You'd walk for a minute or two to the next set piece. There's one, t- I guess two times ish when you do like a crazy little slide thing instead of just walking. Yeah. And I was like, all right, finally something different. Um, and the puzzles themselves aren't good. I mean, majority of them are you just. Uh, I think the uh, what's is the, uh, the the deer um, can push and jump high. The dog yes. can, pull, can pull, snip things, and jump on the deer's back. That's kind of like the, yeah. the gameplay loop. There's not that much to do with this. So like, mm. it's not like you can play each character and have a very different experience playing each one in fact right you can yes. play both of them and have a very similar experience <laughs> yes um but like the puzzles are just so basic and you just got through a part that you, there's a couple times you meet a, uh, some other animals and there are three specific moments that i can think of that they kind of change up the gameplay that maybe if they did it more frequently and the gameplay was more varied between the those animal encounters it would be more fun but mm-hmm. like for example one of the set pieces is your guiding geese yeah and like a goose goslings a, go- if you will. a goose and the three goslings ryan yeah. goslings ryan goslings you're yes. guiding them through a windstorm and you basically have to use your bodies as a shield in just order like in to drive. help them just exactly actually one of the coolest chase scenes is when he escapes by hiding in the parking garage at the very beginning of that dude the whole movie's incredible yeah it's pretty good pretty good but uh, I also I would compare this scene in in Blanc to um, La La Land, or Place Beyond the Pines, or um, <laughs> uh, whenever I think of La La Land, the only thing I think of is uh, them winning the best picture. Yeah. I just can't get that out of my mind. It's just <laughs> <No>. like <laughs> I feel like I think we talked about this like last episode, maybe because I just can't get it out of my mind. It's just a beautiful moment. Oh, yeah. Regardless, um. I, I know what you're saying about Blanc, and and I would say that 
Uh, it is a style over substance game. And if you don't, if, if you are like, if you're not impressed by the style or aren't willing to let that carry it, then yeah, I imagine you probably won't have like an incredible time with this. Cause you are right. Right. Like the mechanics are, there are two buttons that are needed, you know, it's move around and then there's hold B to run and then a to jump or only at certain points. Um, or like hold a to, you know, I'm playing as a little wolf guy. Hold A to move a little stick out of the way. How, how, did, that, how did that conversation go? Like, how did you decide who is who? Uh, so me and Elena are playing it together, and we basically looked at each other and we said, "Who, which, which character are we most like?" And I'm the little baby wolf, and she's the little baby deer. And that's how we went from there. I'll say this in terms of like a game. So like we've played, you know, a lot, a fair amount of like co-op games Um, in terms of a game that, again, is like super mechanically complicated. Like, it's just not that. But what it does do is there's a fair amount of like, oh, this is adorable. You know what I mean? (laughs) And you can get down with, oh, this is adorable with someone. Then like I I could recommend this. Um, But if, if again, if it's just like if looking at cute animals is not enough for you then i would agree with you that there's just not much to it well and, from there. and i could barely call it like it's not a relaxing game to play i don't find it relaxing specifically you get to the goose part yeah that goose part was was pretty tough um, not tough that, that's, like that's frustrating probably, that's, maybe. that is obviously the worst part not obviously for you that is the worst part of the game the rest of it will be fine you'll get through it sure um there's also one moment in the game that i would say is emotionally impactful one moment okay doesn't come at the end but they do it again at a more crucial part of the game oh, really? where i wish that was the moment where i had this emotional impactful moment yeah. but because they did it where they did it it was just kind of like eh, ruin the end sure and the end, i'm sorry the end is a black and white game man the whole thing is black and white hand painted yeah you're following a pack of wolves and a, and a pack of deers yeah I was expecting something really special to happen at the end of this. Not a good What's or bad wrong thing. With you? Not no. No, I mean, I, I was expecting <laughs> th- them to be some moment of like conflict or connection or something that really made the journey and maybe even like that impending thing about you have the, I I was expecting there to be some kind of m- moment at the end. I'm going to use one not, of my f- not a lot of payoff. No payoff at all. And like okay. it doesn't even really build to anything other than I get is it a spoiler to say I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah, straight, I wouldn't but yeah. A simple game had mm-hmm. such an emotionally impactful story in my opinion with not doing that much. Yeah. They seem like they're trying to do that but it just proves to me again how good stray did that mm-hmm. to me uh my my review play stray again i i to me th- this is the type of game where if you were really amused by the cat part of stray i would say that this is like if that's the thing about stray that you really liked i would say that this is um of a similar caliber in terms of like look at the cute animals doing cute things yeah. right but um stray i think had was a little bit more complicated with its systems and and like puzzles and whatever else you know um and if you like if you like if you if you want the cuteness play it mm. so you see a goose then stop playing <laughs> delete the game no. and get untitled goose game and then play that yeah okay some uh, that's actually in the same genre of just silly little animals being yep. silly little guys yeah um so there you go that is blanc justin let's talk about the last of us tv show what do you think 
Yeah, yeah. That's my clicker. That's a better one. That's a better one. And um, that's all the clickers that we're going to get because so far there have been like four scenes with clickers. In them I in heard an show. ambient noise in my house the other day and I thought it was a yeah. clicker. And I got to be honest, I was terrified. Yeah. I, I, it's good to be terrified and not like disappointed that there wasn't one because otherwise I'd worry for the safety. One might say I worship cordyceps. So you worship cordyceps? Yeah. Like Is that a reference the, to something? They're my religion. I don't believe in God. I believe in the cordyceps virus. It's me in the corner. It's me in the spotlight. I think we said this. I think I said this last week or maybe the week before. It's a song. Wait, anyway. You, but do you get what I'm referencing? No, not at all. Uh, that's what David was saying. Remember? Oh, yeah. That he talked. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. You're right. All right. Last of Us spoilers from here on out. Episode number eight. Uh, I don't know what the title is because HBO does a thing where it blocks the title for the first like 12 hours or something like that. I'll go on IMDb while you're talking. I'll find Please it. Please do. Um, this is the episode where uh, Ellie gets captured by David, the leader of this like town. Um, and he's going to they're cannibals um, and she escapes and kills him because he's a weirdo and creep. And then Joel uh, recovers and does that torture scene where he's like. Uh, point on the map and you got to tell me if, if, if the two of you don't match up I'm going to kill you and then um, that's a great scene in the games and uh, that's what happens it says it's called when we are in need and in addition to that it is the highest rated episode along with endure and survive on Illinois internet movie database endure and survive is the one with the uh, bloater oh sure sure congratulations last of us episode eight for being so highly regarded on imdb justin what did you think of this episode i loved it a lot um it was kind of what i was looking for in the episode um i felt like they uh are once again doing a good job of telling the story outside of the perspective of joel and ellie um and in a few conversations they really paint a picture of this town and of uh david um and even of troy baker uh, in a better way than the game does. Um, and I think it makes for some really interesting, uncomfortable scenes. Um, mm. One of the ones that I think is not in the video game, because it couldn't be in the video game, is the dinner scene. Yeah. Um, and it basically starts off with uh, the the mom of, uh, the, the wife of a husband who had just died in a kitchen, and a guy coming up with very purely oh, like a lot of meat. focused on meat, very red-looking meat. Um, and then the wife asks what kind of meat it is. Venison. Venison. Oh, yeah. And after yeah, this a, is a good very scene, yes. weird pause, right? And <laughs> yeah. for, for us knowing the game at this point, none of that's been really revealed. It's alluded to, and I think if you're really looking for it, you might see that. But yeah. um, then us having the context of knowing what happens in the game, you have that uncomfortable scene happening when you have the wife making her husband into a stew. Then yeah. – they bring that stew out. And at this point, I still thought that could have been venison because I thought mm -hmm. they just got the the deer. The deer. But then yeah. sure enough, there comes David and Troy Baker in there with the deer. And I'm like, oh, shit, they're eating humans. And they not only eating humans, those bastards are eating the the guy who just the husband who just died. That's yeah. disgusting. Um, and then I like how he brings the deer in, though. And it's kind of like. I got a big deer. Yeah. Look at this, everyone. And everyone's like, we're about to eat deer. Like, thanks for more deer, I guess. So they have dinner time, and no one in this town is happy. They all look sad and just yeah. upset. And then 
good old David comes in, big smile, happy, and and everyone else is eating this gross looking red looking stew. He gets a huge ass plate of meat and whatever it is on his thing, much bigger than everyone else's, and he and slaps the shit out of Hannah, the, the daughter of the yeah, guy who died, shit. and then holds his hand out in a very abusive way making you hate him even more for different reasons than you hate him for the game and everything, which you will again hate him in this show for. And then he sits down at the table with the wife and the daughter as they're eating the fucking husband. And he's sitting there eating that big plate and just like preaching, uh, like brainwashing this, this whole town. And you see Mm -hmm. them start to eat and you see all of them just sadly put them in their mouth. And you see Troy Baker's character who probably knows that this is human meat for sure. Hesitate, but still eat it. And like, what great world building of the community. And where I had issues in uh, the Kansas City section with that whole side story with the town and all the other stuff Mm -hmm. that I felt was just unnecessary, didn't really add to the story. I felt this every time they cut on the townspeople and talking about them and having those conversations and focusing on them as a character rather than just random people, I felt like it really did help to create this world and create so much more context to what was happening in that town and to make you hate David even more than you do in the video game because again everything in the video game he almost doesn't hear except there's more and I think how they set up the religion thing is worse and they had all that other messed up stuff about his backstory about him uh, being a teacher in Pittsburgh you find out what Mm -hmm. happened to the Pittsburgh quarantine zone but then you start to realize how much more despicable it is that who David is considering that he used to be a teacher he makes the comment like oh I had students about your age to Ellie in the beginning making all of that stuff even more creepy and more unsettling and like they did such a good job in this episode without really changing a lot but by just a couple of well-timed perspective shifts to David's people I think Mm -hmm. really made it to me, it told that story in a more interesting way than I think the game did. Not that the game did it bad. It just filled it out in a way that really kind of focused on that bad guy. It focused on a a lot of the other stuff that that, that happened in that town and just the world in general. And I thought I liked it a lot. I agree with this being one of my favorite episodes. Not as good as episode three, but nothing will be that good. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts on it? (laughs) It's okay. It's fine. Um, like it's good. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not trying to say it's not good because it is good. But like, I just keep running into this issue of like, this is good because The Last of Us is good. I don't think that this is like better than the show or or better than the game or different enough to really feel like justified. I'm not trying to say justified in existing, but like. I think that this episode um, reminds me a lot of like the the previous episode, the Left Behind episode, where it just felt like they were like, okay, well, we're just going to do exactly what happens in the game. And like without understanding what makes everything happening in the game so impactful and so meaningful. Um, For example, the way you feel about David in the game is really interesting because you learn about him as Ellie learns about him. And so she is not trusting of him at the start for obvious reasons. It's just like him being an outsider. And so you as the player, you don't really know how you're supposed to feel about him. Right. And, and cause he seems very kind and he seems very like reasonable and all this sort of stuff. Um, and then as things go, you spend all, more time with him and you start to trust him and all this and, and, and like get closer with him. And then he eventually does, 
lock you up, right? Or, or he gives you the stuff and you leave. And he sort of makes that, makes those comments about like, we know that it was, you know, someone, someone got, one of our guys got killed by a man and a girl who sounds like you, you know what I mean? And so then he freaks Ellie out and whatever. I, I just think that the way that information is doled out is so effective in the game because it is like so uncertain. And there's all of this like tension about like, well, is this guy a good guy or bad guy? Or like, what are his intentions and all that sort of stuff? Whereas in the show, I think it's just very clear. Um, I think it's pretty clear a lot sooner that he's terrible. Does that make sense? I think it, 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 there, there's part of the reason that had to happen is because of one of the reasons I think you are upset with this one about how there's not upset how you mentioned there was not enough clickers in this. They basically cut yeah. out the clicker thing, and I don't think it's a budget thing. I think it's a logic thing because they've showed several times before that with it being cold out, the cordyceps doesn't move as fast and it doesn't act the same way. And mm-hmm. I think that they're they're trying to stick make it logical with that prevents there from being. A, a horde of infected coming. But I agree with you that when you are in a situation, a life and death situation, and Ellie's only chance uh, chance of survival is to trust David, that kind of changes her relationship because she gives him that gun. He could kill her. Instead, he helps to uh, defend with her, to survive with her. And that creates a, a, a a different connection in that moment. Um, not even that though. Cause in the, so in the game, I'm not, I'm also like, I've said this like every single episode, I'm not trying to be that guy who's like, well in the game, but in the, I just think like the game is such a great reference of like, here's how you can really make it a scene effective. She doesn't give him a gun. He gives his gun to the Troy Baker character who then goes and leaves for the medicine. And then they get attacked by clickers and he pulls out a gun. And there's this moment of like, Oh shit, he's not being 100% honest with me. And, and Ellie comments on that. She's like, what the fuck, dude? And he's basically like, what did you, like, what did you expect me to do? You know what I mean? Like, like, it's just, it's this really, really great moment where like you have this like, oh shit. The, like this guy is being very like, he's putting on a very, very specific face. But the question is, who is he behind the face? And that moment gives you a little bit of like, I don't know if we should trust this guy entirely. And so you as the player sort of like get that feeling of, of it being weird. I don't necessarily need there to be like the clickers, like that action, clicker action scene. I don't need that necessarily. But I think that the game has done, the show has done a poor job, in my opinion, of interpreting any of the gameplay. I- I- interpreting any of the feelings that come from the game to the show does that make sense can you give me a specific of what you mean by that you mentioned it before i I wasn't quite sure what you meant by that um let me think let me think let me think um here's something um this is still to be seen uh but here's an example of like actually playing the game and something happening that is impactful and meaningful that they're not going to be able to do in the show in the game you give ellie a billion ladders or you, or you have you boost Ellie up to get things that are high up a million times, right? And then the last time you do it, she goes, holy shit, and then walks away before she can get you the thing that's up there. And it's really like it's it's very like impactful because you go, wait, wait a second. She's been doing this every single time for me. What's going on? And that's when you go and you see the giraffes. And so there's a shift where in the actual gameplay, you as the player have this 
question of like what is happening this is different than what i've experienced before do you know does that make sense yeah i mean i i think it does because that stuff doesn't translate to tv and i don't think it could necessarily translate to tv because that's part of it i think we talked um before how i like how in the tv show we get more moments over more time with them developing the relationship whereas in the video game you get four moments but those moments are extended very long to create those side conversations and those side things like that. But for me, like it doesn't even like, it just feels to me like they said, okay, well we don't know how to do how to translate any of this gameplay. So we're just not going to do any of that. We're just going to take all the cutscenes and just put stitch all the cutscenes together. Does that make sense? I wouldn't necessarily like agree with that. Cause I think some of the gameplay stuff you can't transfer over to a TV show. Like it just doesn't well, it doesn't work or translate well enough. But you have a moment. I think one of the best. There's a couple of good video game moments. I think the the battle with David, call it that, what what it was. I think that was a good translation of that boss fight into TV. I also sure. think the um, sniper scene um, from episode five yeah. was a really good job of taking that the gameplay and making it make sense by making it an old man instead of another sniper, but making all that stuff make sense for it to work in a TV. TV show so adapting that stuff in a way that makes sense with live action uh, another good example of like it made for a better moment but it doesn't make logical sense in the end of this episode um ellie bursts out of the steakhouse and that's where joel confronts her and helps her Mm -hmm. in the game joel comes into the steakhouse to comfort her. And I think, yeah, yeah, that immediate moment of him literally stopping her from just like, like hitting this man another time. It was better like that. But logically that doesn't make sense for him to be able to come into this locked room that was established has been locked in, in this burning building to save her in that same way. Whereas it made more sense. Like if you're trying to, to make it like in this real world area here, like her coming out and him seeing her that way, is the moment better in the game because it happened more immediately and he stopped her from doing that? I would argue it could, yes, but it wouldn't make logical sense for that to happen. But I, I feel like saying relying on logical sense for any of this is is kind of a, a poor reason for it. So because I, I want to talk about two things. First, I want to talk about the logic and then I want to talk about what you were saying about like translating those moments to gameplay. The first thing is, well, logic doesn't matter for any of this. It's all about suspension of disbelief, right? Like, here's something that, uh, here's a piece of logic about what you just talked about that I didn't understand. We saw that this town is full of people. There's like 80 people in this town at least, right? None of them saw that th- this building was on fire and Joel was able to just walk up to Ellie and see her and then they just walked away together. Uh, couldn't people see her? I don't know, right? Like, I think you could log- say, like, well, logically, this could happen with, like, really anything, you know what I mean? But just, like, suspension of disbelief, right? He found her in the back and no one saw him, so they just walked away. I can accept that, right? I, like, I, I don't think that that change is necessarily, like, it, like bad, per se, right? It's just just how it happened, sure. Um... But also, like, talking about, like, translating these, like, gameplay moments to TV, I think is what I'm talking about. They adapted that boss fight for TV, and it worked. They adapted that scene where you're in the sniper nest, and it worked. But I I feel like a lot of those are the exception rather than the rule. Or I I feel like those sequences are few and far between where it's just, like, they're like, we don't really know how to deal with this gameplay stuff, so we're just not going to. They said in that thing, uh, Craig Mazin said in that after the episode thing about like, we didn't really know what to do with the clickers because it's all just gameplay. So they're just not in it very much. 
Um, and to me, that feels like, I don't know, man, it's your job. <laughs> it's your job to make well, this no, but into like, if you're doing a, a TV, TV show. show, you can't have like the encounters that you do in a video game. Like that's no, just way you, too many of the encounters it, right? in the, in the, in the murder of it. And I think even like with the, with the action of like in, in that scene, they replaced the development of their relationship in the, in the sawmill or whatever that was with an extended conversation instead of the clicker fight. Um, because then the the logic is like, why aren't there more clickers in this area at that point? That's I think that's what he was saying. Like, it doesn't logically make sense that if you have this horde of clickers in this area, a couple miles away um, from this settlement, why wouldn't there be more clickers there? Why wouldn't more clickers be attacking at that point? Um, so I think, I, yeah, like I think like with the gameplay stuff, I think there. There has there, there, they, there's a balance about these are the gameplay stuff that we things that we have to have in there because this is like character development stuff. This is mm-hmm. gameplay stuff that is just part of extending a game in order to have gameplay and fighting and stuff like that. I think the fact that we don't see Joel kill as many people as he did makes it more impactful when he kills pe- two people in this episode the way he does. Um, if we saw Agreed. him constantly murdering people the whole game like you would if you were playing the video game, it just doesn't have that same impact when he does that so like they are making changes i don't think it's just a straight like scene for scene adaptation they're taking the story and they're adapting it for live action um and i still think like ultimately it is not the last of us video game but it is the last of us video game i don't think one is categorically worse than the other i don't think one is categorically better than the other they each have their own moments of like pros and cons that I think it's just they're taking the same story and telling it in a different medium. If you play this game as a choose your own adventure, it would be a different game than the other ones. Would it make it a worse game? I don't think so. If it was set up like a telltale game. I, I, and I agree with you. I guess just for me, I don't think that they have done an excellent job adapting this for TV. I don't know. Uh, like, I, what, what do you want them to do, though? I, I want them to take a look at what, like, you get out of playing this as a video game and say and like what you take away from certain moments and translate it. Just, I, I just would want them to be translated better or not. Not I'm not saying like you need more action scenes or whatever, but you say like, OK, well, what did we learn from this sequence? What does the player feel from this sequence about these two characters and how do we show that? differently right i think that they did a fantastic job of doing that for the first few episodes about like establishing joel as a character and tess's characters what what, in not having them do exactly beat for beat the things that they did in the game while still being able to establish these same feelings about who they are as people does that make sense you don't need to go to the like in the game they go to like the docks and they shoot a bunch of people or something i don't remember um that doesn't happen in the game in the show and that's fine because they figured out a different way to get the ideas and story and um, feeling and themes across to the audience without having to have them do every single thing beat for beat. Whereas I felt in the second half of the show, they've just it felt to me like they've just been relying on like, well, this is exactly how it happened in the game. So it so it's going to have to happen exactly like that in the show without any consideration for, well, what's lost when you just do a one to one translation? 
but I, I don't think am it's, I making I, sense? I don't think it's a one to one translation though. That I think that's where my like sticking point is with this. Sure, because what they're doing is they're using the TV medium to tell the story in a way that you couldn't in a video game by giving the perspective of other people who aren't with Ellie and Joel. I mean, that's fair. Even at the beginning of the Kansas City section, that the scene with um, Sam and Sam and uh, Henry, Henry how mm. you saw them witness Joel murdering these people in that way, creating yeah. to them this fear of who Joel was. So when they had that interaction with him at first, there was real fear, fear there because they saw that this is a man to be afraid of in yeah. a way that we couldn't get in the video game. So that's why I'm saying I don't think it's necessarily a, a situation of, of one being better than the other because I think the wrong answer would be to just do the video game exactly the same in the TV show. Agreed. And I think the wrong answer would be to do a TV show the same way that you would do it. A, a, a video game the same way you do a tv show because you can't do it that way they're different mediums so they're trying to use what is particular about those mediums and tell a different story in a tv show it's much easier to have a transition of time in a video game if you keep breaking things up you're missing these gameplay moments but in a gameplay you can spend four hours in a couple of encounters to really develop that relationship between new characters that you're meeting and have those side conversations as you're going through it think of god of war like so much of the God of War story takes place with the characters talking to each other as you're walking to your next objective. You mm-hmm. can't just do that in a TV show in the same way and have the same kind of storytelling beats with it because if you're just having two characters running with dialogue going, you know, like that just doesn't translate to a TV show. So right. like I think part of part of it is that I you can't The Last of Us is such a masterpiece on its own. Does it didn't need to have a TV show? Does this need to exist? Well, and that's the question, right? About like, this is, in my opinion, a 10 out of 10 video game, a 10 out of 10 story and a piece of art that translating it to something like this already feels a little bit like a, uh, like why, like not why, but like, cause I, I know why, but it feels like when you do something like that, you are opening yourself up to not come close to being as good as something like that is. Does that make sense? I think so, but I do think it it is uh, the similar quality of video game, uh, like like it is a high quality, high production TV show, just like The Last of Us video game is a high quality AAA of AAA video games. Like this is like the top of the genre with television, whereas I think The Last of Us video game is the top of the genre for video games and storytelling and what they can do. Um, like I'm trying to think like when you're trying to adapt something from one genre to the another to still have it with the same type of um, like quality to it. I think they do a, they, they did a good job turning this into a TV show. And even if it's like uh, your girlfriend's watching it, right? Yeah, we're not, she's not all caught up though. Okay. Um, how was watching her experiencing the story for you? Did she know it already? Yeah, we played the last. Okay, so she 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 knows she knows it. I think at least for for my lens, watching people who have not like my wife who have not played the game and seeing how they react to these moments and seeing how you know that thing that I did when I was like you know uh, in. in college playing this game Mm -hmm. in my room and be like, what an impactful story. And then seeing other people experience it in ways that are comfortable for them. And then being like Mm -hmm. legitimately emotionally and like physically impacted by it, I think is like, it shows you that it is doing its job and it's different for us. And I'm still so appreciative whenever the show plays on those expectations, telling us more about David showing us about, um, 
Bill's life before he was alone in the town and how that all that stuff do subverting my expectations for that scene even left behind showing that that um that that clicker early on that eventually you would like look at and be like when is it coming and you're waiting for it to come constantly waiting right. waiting 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 and even though you know it's going to happen just having that like different emotion that they make you feel and they're playing on your expectations while also opening the story up to anyone else who can just watch TV. Um, I, I still think it's a victory no, like no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. And I still don't think it's as easy for me. And I do want to replay the first game again um, after this. I wanted to play the updated, the part one one and like kind of like see how I feel after playing that one because yeah. it's not, it's not like a competition of like, which one is the better thing. There are yeah. questions I have like legitimately. So what, like what moments are better versus each other? Like there, the, what character lines are delivered in different ways. Personally, the moment when Joel becomes uh, like, he is torturing that guy to get the information about where Ellie is in yeah. the video game. It's one of my favorite parts because yeah. it's the first time you see Joel fucking Miller. Yeah. In a way that is scary. He is not surrounded by other humanity. It is him in his most primal and brutal state. One of the Mm -hmm. few times you ever see Joel in that state of being like, I'm going to kill you no matter what. In the TV show, you could tell he was grizzled. His hair was all askew. He did not look, he did not have that same kind of like, like light switch moment when it's like, I'm going to fucking kill you in this moment. Um, Yeah. But then they do other stuff in in the TV show um, that I think Joel does stuff better in the TV show than some of the stuff that he does in the game. I think his slow melting of the moments <coughs> works in the TV show in certain – I can't think of a specific thing off the top of my head. Um, but like the – you know, little moments like Sarah dying to him holding that dead kid. A little yeah. moment like that was a good character moment or whatever. I think even like Joel, I think Joel is such more of a weak human being in the TV show than he is in the video game. He seems so competent in the video game for most of it. Um, I, th- I think that uh, the way that the, he's being portrayed is very different. I yeah, would say. it's very like he, he feels old. Yeah. It, yeah. I... <laughs> Let me, I I don't think this is bad. Like, let me say, I don't think this is bad. I think that I would say, like, we said this, I think, before that we started recording. I think The Last of Us, the video game, is a 10 out of 10 video game. I think this is like an 8 out of 10 TV show. It is very good. I would recommend it to pretty much anyone. But my problem is, I think I would like this TV show a lot more if I had not played the game. Does that make sense? Yeah. I also think I have an interesting question that we should talk at some point, maybe in the bonus show. What is a oh. 10 out of 10 TV show for you? Oh, I don't watch a whole lot. Uh, Survivor season <laughs> 35, David vs. Goliath. Um, Stop. Survivor Stop. season no. 20, Heroes no. vs. Villains. Um, Survivor. Oh, that, that breaks my brain. Like, this must be what 12, it's like whenever I bring up the medium. Fans versus favorites. Or like, that's eight. Um, <laughs> Survivor season, I think, is it 10? Um, uh, Palau? Uh, what's the one with Yule and Ozzy? That's a really good one. Um, Gossip Girl, uh, Survivor season. I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know. Um, Stranger Things season one, I think, is a 10 out of 10 TV show that takes it, in my opinion, a, a pretty drastic dip in quality, but that's just. I, a vast minority of, of that. Um, 
Oh, you, uh, you, you think other people wouldn't agree that the, it takes a dip in quality at times? I think I think people would agree with that. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I just haven't talked to a lot of people about it. Um, the way the, the way that Stranger Things fever seems to have have gripped us. It's is, it's like Stranger Things has become like mainstream stuff. But again, do we this could be a this could be a bonus show if you want. That's true. Yeah, we could do that. Bonus show this week. <laughs> we <laughs> we'll talk more show now. about Stranger Things and The Last <laughs> of Us. 10 out of 10 TV shows and, and the like. Um, there you go. Justin, my favorite thing about you is that sometimes you surprise me in our difference in opinions. Oh, um, it's because it's, yeah, like when you that's not my favorite the thing medium, about you. I was like, listen, Peter, it's, it's yeah, a I good know. game. It's better than a lot of games, but it's not the game of the year. And you kept fighting for it every No, but it is, single you know what, episode. it's interesting. It is better, weirdly enough, that you bring it up than Horizon Forbidden West. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's end the show. We've talked for a while. Justin's leaving. Um, I know he can hear me because he's got wireless earbuds in. Uh, and, uh, thanks so much for listening. I, we truly appreciate it. Although Justin is gone again. Um, if you are interested in hearing that bonus episode, hop on over to patreoncom slash hitbox pod and become a $3 deluxe podcast producer, just like Jay Noll and Dave Parker. We're going to be talking about 10 out of 10 TV shows, uh, today, I suppose. Um, additionally, if you can't do that, hop into our discord server link to that is in the description of this episode. Follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod. Thank you so much for listening. Justin's gone. So he's not going to be able to tell me if I forgot anything or not, but I don't think I did. Always remember old games are old. Bye. And then here's me being Justin. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>